Well, greetings and welcome to the podcast that we call Time in God's Word. And this is David Carnes, just a wonderful blessing, as always, to be with you today. And as we come together now, I'm going to begin a series today that we're going to call The Race Called the Christian Life. And for the next couple of weeks, we're going to walk through Hebrews chapter 12 and the first four verses of that chapter. Just a remarkable text where the author of Hebrews describes the Christian life as a race. And so as we begin our look at the text today, we're going to see that the race called the Christian life, first of all, is a marathon. But then also, there is a winner in this race. And then also, there is a need for great commitment to run this race. Now, let me say, so much here to unpack in just our first look at the text, and and all of this coming right out of verse number one. And so, let me get us into the message, and again, we're looking at Hebrews chapter 12, and today, verse number one, as we spend time in God's Word. Starting in verse number 1 of chapter 12 of Hebrews, this is what the author says. He says this. He says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely, and let us run with the endurance the race that is set before us. Looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. Verse 3, consider him who endured from sinners such hostility against himself, so that you may not grow weary or faint-hearted. And in your struggle against sin, you have not yet resisted to the point of shedding your blood. That's the reading of God's Word, and that is the text that we're going to be looking at over the next couple of weeks. You can be seated. Now, as we begin this, again, as I said, we want to just jump right into this, and so that's what we're going to do. Again, two points that we're going to be pulling out of this this morning. Here's point number one as we look at this race that's called the Christian life. Point number one, if you're a note taker, is this. Just write down these two words, the calling the calling. Now, we are going to see this in verse number one, and as we get into this, what we need to understand is, as Christians, we have been given a calling, and that calling is, we have been called to run a race. That's what we've been called to do. Now, you look at this, and you see it again in verse number one, and so look at your Bible, and let me read through Verse number one again, follow me as I do. It says, therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely. And then watch this. He says, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Now just stop right there. Now, in order to take us through this, let me do this, and let me just focus in on that last phrase that it is, it is at the end of this verse. And you see that last phrase, look at it again. The author says, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. But you see that we have been called, the, called to run this race. That's what's being said here. Again, let us run the race. And again, let me make this clear, but this race that is being referred to here, it is the Christian life. 
That's what's being referred to here. But now with that said, if the author then is going to refer to the Christian life as a race, as we live our life, we are to see it as a race, it only makes sense then that we have to understand what a race is. We have to begin to look this morning at, okay, what can we learn about a race? And so that's what we're going to do. First thing then that we're going to do is we're going to look at the word. You see the word race there in verse number one? That's what we're to run, a race. And so we look at this word and we need to understand this word. Now let me just say, this is a most interesting word. The word race in the Greek text, it is the Greek word agon. Now you ask, why is this such an interesting word? Here's why it's such an interesting word. The word, we get our English word agony from this word. We get our English word agony from this word. And so you need to listen to this, but right here the author's reminding us that the Christian life at times, guess what? Can be pure agony. Your Christian life, my Christian life at times, it can be hard, can it? Your Christian life can be difficult. You can sit around sometimes saying, I'm living for you, God, but life seems so unfair right now. And you're saying, this is just agony. Guess what? You're right. That's what's being taught here. And you know, you've heard me say on more than one occasion that Scripture is very clear to teach that the Christian life, it is hard at times. Jesus said, for example, and boy, we could just pull out Scripture after Scripture. I'll give you one. Jesus said this. He said, in this world, you will have what? You will have trouble. And he was saying that to believers. John chapter 16, verse 33. And so when the author of Hebrews brings up the Christian life and he compares it to a race, look what he's saying. He's saying, just like a race, this Christian life can be very hard. It can be very strenuous. It can be very difficult. And, and by the way, let me emphasize this. But a race, it can be hard. A race, it can and I emphasize this simply because maybe, maybe there's somebody sitting here right now thinking, oh, a race isn't hard. <laughs> a race isn't difficult. I mean, you just you line up at the starting line, the gun goes off, and you shoot out of the blocks, and you run the 100 yards down the track, and then you're done. And you're sitting there going, there's nothing difficult about that. I mean, if, even if I just kind of walk it, I can do it. It's easy. There's nothing to it. Well... Let me say this, and that is, there's even more to the word agon. If you're going to sit there and you're going to think, well, running a race isn't that difficult, I can do it, anybody can do it. Well, let me pull something else out of this word, this word agon, that we need to understand. The word agon, again, from where we get agony, is not only a word that speaks of difficulty, but it is also a word, listen to this, it is a word that also speaks of longevity. Hear me on this. The word agon is a word that actually speaks of a marathon. Not a sprint, but a marathon. The word, so many times, is used to refer to a long race. We'd call it a marathon. And you know, if you know anything about a marathon, a marathon is not a short sprint. It is a long race. It is a race of duration. It is a race of longevity. The course goes over a length of, of distance of 26.2 miles. That's a marathon. And let me just say to you, now, if you want to sit there and go, oh, I can run a race, that's no problem. It's easy. 
No, a marathon is not easy. It's not. And you know, I, you know, I can remember, and I was thinking back this week, I can remember as a child, I would sit there and I loved watching the Olympics when I was a kid. And I'd sit there, I'd watch the Olympics on TV, and you know, in the summer games, the last event in the summer games is always the marathon. Did you know that? It's always the marathon. And I can remember sitting there watching this race, just seeing the pain on the faces of the runners as they ran that race. I remember that. It's just clear as day. And you know what? It was grueling. Even for these runners who were in the best of shape, it was still hard, right? It was absolutely grueling. And so the word speaks of a marathon. It speaks of a long, hard race. And by the way, and let me bring this out, but if you would like to ask the question, well, how long is this race this Christian life. How long is it? Well, you know the answer, right? It's a lifetime. It's every day. I mean, when you come to Jesus by faith, the starting gun goes off. And when you come to Jesus by faith, you shoot out of the blocks. But the race is a race that's run every day over a long period of time for the rest of your life. The Christian life. And you know, as you you live out the Christian life, You run with the pain that this world can bring you, right? As you live the Christian life, what do you live with? Many times you live with the pain that the world can bring to your life. You have to run through the hurt. You have to run through the disappointments. You have to run through all the mean and awful things that can be said about you and done to you. You have to run through all that. But through it all, what do you do? You just keep running. Which means you just keep living for God. You just continue to trust Him. Remember, we're coming out of that faith chapter, chapter 11, and what do you do? You just continue to trust Him. You just continue to have the faith in His Word. You just continue to know that He he loves you and that He's with you. And you just keep running. You just keep running through the crisis of life. That's what you do. Just like the runner who's running the marathon. It hurts. But he or she just keeps running. And remember this, but since this is a marathon... You've got to remember it isn't a sprint, this Christian life. And what I mean is, you know, in a sprint, what do you do? In a sprint, you run for just a few seconds. You run the the, the 100-meter dash. These guys are running that in less than 10 seconds. I mean, you're running it and it's done. And so what do you do? Then you just pull off the track and you're all done. You're done for the day. But that's not the picture of a marathon. I mean, with the marathon, after you've been running for an hour, did you know you're not even halfway done yet? And after that first hour, you've got to understand there is the pain that starts to come. And there's the hurt that starts to come. And there are the struggles that begin. The cramps start setting in. And dehydration becomes a real issue at this point. And yet you just keep running. You know you've watched them, right? And they're drinking bottles of water as they're running. Again, I can remember as a kid watching those marathons and sometimes there would even be a runner that would finally make it into the stadium hours and hours and hours after the first runners had finished. I mean, people were going home and here comes this guy. And he's still what? He's still running. He didn't pull off the side of the track. He didn't sit down. He just kept running. But man, he didn't quit. They just kept running. That's the Christian life, guys. That's the Christian life. I mean, we just keep living for God. We just keep trusting Him. We keep loving Him. We keep obeying Him. Even when life isn't making sense for us, we do what? We just keep running. That's the race. The word is agon. It means hard. And it means long. Then there's a question for you, and that is, 
Are there any times that this race can be sweet? <laughs> are there any times that this race can be pleasant? I'm talking about the Christian life. Are you, are you telling me it's all agon? Are there any times that it's pleasant? Any times that it's sweet? Oh, let me just say this. Yes, absolutely, of course, right? Absolutely, it's sweet. I mean, sometimes that runner who's running the marathon, I mean, he's feeling really good and there's not a care in the world as he's running that marathon. He's going into hour two and he's just feeling really good. It happens sometimes. It's like he could run all day long. Same's true with the Christian life. It is. I mean, you find yourself on a daily basis, I hope, if you find yourself in His Word and God is speaking to you, then that's a sweet moment, isn't it? It is. How about you know that you need a provision in your life and what does God say in His Word? I will provide your needs. I'll make sure you're provided for. And you know you have a need and all of a sudden you see it met. And isn't that a sweet moment? It is. It's a blessing. God calls on us as we live our Christian life to share the gospel with the lost, right? And so that's what we do and we share the gospel. And somebody comes to faith in Christ as we share the gospel. Isn't that a sweet moment? Christian life, it's full of sweet moments. It's not all agon. Yet we can fool ourselves and think that the Christian life never has its heartaches. But understand this, it certainly does. It does. And, and through it all, what do we do? We just keep running. Which means we just keep living for God. Which means we just keep believing. Believing that His Word is true and we can trust what it says. We can believe that we can obey Him even when it makes no sense and just do what He tells us to do. And we just keep running. That's what it means to keep running. But then one last thing I, I want to bring out at this point. And again, I know that there's a lot here this morning that we're, we're going through. But there's one other thing that I want to bring out because I really want us to understand the race. This Christian life. Because all through Scripture, this is not the only place, by the way, that somebody in Scripture uses a race to describe the Christian life. There are other places. And there's one other place that I, I, I want to bring to your attention. It's over in 1 Corinthians chapter 9. It's the Apostle Paul. And I want to read this to you because there's some great truths even from what we have out of 1 Corinthians. Of course, great truths in regard to this Christian life run as a race. And so I want to read this to you. I'm going to go over there. You don't have to. Just write it down. You can go home and read this. This would be your homework. But 1 Corinthians chapter 9, I want to read something to you in regard to what Paul says regarding the race that is called the Christian life. And just listen to this and listen to it carefully. But Paul says this. He says in 1 Corinthians 9 verse 24, Do you not know that in a race all the runners run? but only one receives the prize. So run that you may obtain it. And then verse 25, listen to this. Paul says, Every athlete exercises self-control in all things. They do it to receive a perishable wreath, but we an imperishable. Now, I want to break that down. And, and let me just say that we could, we could really spend a lot of time there. But there's just a couple of things, two things that I just want to pull off those, the, out of that text, off of that page, for us to see so we can have even a greater understanding of the race called the Christian life. But again, Paul, and it's very obvious, right? The Apostle Paul even, he says, the Christian life is like a race. And notice he says this, just notice, he says that in a race, all the runners run, but only one receives the prize, now, listen to me on this real quick. But here, Paul said in a race, he said there's a winner. But now, here's the point of this. 
But for me and you, as we live for God, as we live this Christian life, I want you to understand. As Paul described it, he said there's a winner. You run this race to win. You run to win. In other words, you live this Christian life to win. And you ask, well, what do you mean by that? As I live my Christian life, I'm to be the winner. I'm to win. What does that mean? Well, what I mean by that is, and what Scripture means by that is, you live this Christian life to bring the greatest honor to God. And hear me on this. When you live your Christian life and you're bringing honor to God, you've won. You're the winner. That's what that means. I mean, you live your life in order to point others to the Son, right? To Jesus. You do that, you've won. You've won the race. You ask, well, could you make it clearer for me? Well, let me give you some practical application of this. you got a job, you go to work, then your goal is to be the best employee that they've got. And as you are the best employee that they've got and you're living those Christian principles out at work, you win. You're the owner of a local business. Your goal then is to make that local business the best business in the community. That's your goal. That's what you want to do. And you do it as you live by the Christian principles that you know from Scripture. And as your business stands out as the best business in the community, because it's run by Christian principles, guess what? You're the winner. You win. Are you a mom or a dad? Are you a grandma or a grandpa? Then be the best one. Show your, show your children, show your grandchildren Jesus. And when you do that, guess what? You win. You're the winner. You're called on to be in leadership in the church. You're called on to teach a Bible study. You're called on to teach a Sunday school class, whatever it may be. Then do your best. Prepare and be the best. You do, and guess what? You win. And that's what that means. Run to receive the prize. There's a winner in this. And the winner is the one who's truly living for God in this race called the Christian life. That's it. But then one final thing here that I want to just make sure we understand and what Paul had to say back in 1 Corinthians 9. But did you also notice Paul said, every athlete exercises self-control in all things. That's what he said. Verse 25. Now, when he says that, by the way, some translations, if you go home and read that and you say, I don't see self-control, I see the word temperate. Some translations have that, the word temperate there. The word means commitment. So when Paul says, every athlete exercises self-control in all things, he's saying, if you're going to be an athlete who is superior, he says, every world-class athlete has one thing, and that is they've got commitment. And understand this, but those world-class athletes, those that rise above everyone else in their sport, let me say this, but they have commitment. They have a commitment level like no other athlete. I mean, they're the ones, they're out at the track at sunrise. They're the ones that you find in the gym every day. They're the ones that they stay an extra hour in training when everyone else decides it's time to go home. And let me say this to you, but... That's how we are to live the Christian life, with that kind of commitment. And again, you ask, what do you mean by that? Well, let me just say this example. Let's just, let's just take a pastor, for example, of a church. 
A pastor who really cares about his people and he wants to make sure that his people are fed the Word of God and fed properly. Guess what he's doing? He's the one who is literally in the Word of God every day studying and preparing and he is not the one who's just throwing something together on a Saturday night. You know, somebody might ask, well, why would you want to spend all that time in your office or why would you want to spend all that time in Scripture? just to put together a a sermon that's going to go for about 45 or 50 minutes. Why would you want to do that? And you know what the answer is? Well, isn't that what world-class athletes do? Don't they spend hours in the gym? Don't they spend hours on the track, hours on the field, wherever it may be? Why? Just to be the best that they can be, right? And so I ask you this, and that is, are you living the Christian life to win? In other words, to bring honor to God. And is your commitment level to God world-class? Well, so much there and so much to consider. But as you live out the Christian life, always remember that this is a long race and sometimes a hard race to live out. But then also remember that you can be declared a victor as you live for God And then finally, remember the need to be committed to the race, to this Christian life, to God himself. Again, just a wonderful text before us, and I so look forward to walking us through this text over the next couple of weeks. But you have a blessed day, and we'll see each other again soon as we spend time in God's Word.